When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off The Bench with Benny Jones and Scotty Sadler for Kubota. Diesel generators for serious backup power. And welcome to Off The Bench. Great to have your company as we wind through another big weekend of all things footy, all things sports, and of course the wash-up from a massive night on Wednesday at Suncorp Stadium. Benny Jones is my name. We're here thanks to Kubota Diesel Generators. They've got the serious backup power you need when you need it the most. And a man who's still walking on cloud nine, like many fellow Queenslanders after Wednesday night's Origin Game 1, is Scotty Sattler. And Sats, it's uh, great to see you, mate. What a what a night that was. It was. It was an amazing night. Amazing spectacle. Uh, a lot of questions going in, Benny, about the Queensland crowd and how they had not sold out Suncorp Stadium. Unheard of in, mm. sunk, in yeah. uh, State of Origin. But... In saying that, uh, they end up turning up 52,100, a few under a sellout, which is, I suppose is still disappointing. But you know what? It's, it was a, an amazing an amazing uh, eruption of noise when Daly Chair Evans led out the Queensland side. But funnily enough, Benny, when um, walking around the streets of Brisbane for that state of origin and feeling the energy building up around the licensed venues and the bars and... Yep. There were a lot of New South Wales supporters. Notice that. Yeah, a lot of New South Wales supporters. And, you know, I put that down to the Black Cheese Blues, who's that, that very small group of patriotic um, blue supporters who started so many years ago who now basically just camp down one end of ANZ Stadium every year and mm. just create this sea of blue. And uh, I, I really believe that um, they've started to infiltrate Queensland in yeah. relation to the support, supporting their state, which is which is great. It's an amazing, it's an amazing effort from... Uh, a small group of mates who've turned it into a juggernaut. Absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll pick through the big moments from the game a little bit later on as part of our now be it a Wednesday night review. Mm-hmm. But it was um, it was my wife's first Origin experience on Wednesday night, and I, I took her along and I oh, said, "Look, that would have been painful." It was for me, yeah. and I think for the most part for her. I, mean, She's I not... love your wife respectfully, but like she would have been asking questions. Oh yeah, question. yeah, and she is not a fan of any sort of organised team sports yeah. whatsoever. She she just doesn't really have a lot of. A lot of time for it. Um, she loves the atmosphere that a big crowd provides. And I just said, look, you're going to love walking down Caxton Street. It's, it's a bit different. It's a bit unusual. You might spot the odd blue shirt, but it's mostly just a, an absolute sea, yep. an avalanche of Queenslanders. Uh, she loved it. She, she couldn't believe it. And the, the way people were interacting with each other and all good-natured banter, mm. of course, that's prior to the 15 pots that are consumed while you're at the game. And then it after a, the game, gets depending a bit more on the result, just turns into a zoo. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. But no, she loved it. She thought it was fantastic. And um, oh, the noise. Like I said, you just wait for that first hit up, that first tackle, and yeah. the whole crowd holds mm. its breath waiting for it. It was brilliant. So we'll talk more about that game. Of course, the big win for Queensland. They're off to a brilliant start, 18-14 over New South Wales on Wednesday. A little bit of club news about. Now, um, before we get into our Friday night preview, uh, we'll actually just do this. On Off The Bench, the NRL News of the Week. 
Yeah, well, of course, it has been dominated by Origin. That goes without saying, and we'll come back to it a little later on in the program. But I guess in the last 24 hours, uh, Scotty Sattler, the, the big news from a... Well, we're, we're talking more a Queensland point of view, but certainly Queensland clubland point of view is uh, at the Gold Coast Titans. Some mm. rumblings about some, some concerns on and off the field. We'll stay with the on-field for the moment. And that's Ash Taylor. What are your understandings uh, when it comes to this young and prodigious talent who has been under fire in recent weeks? Um, he's going to take a little bit of time away from the game. Is that yeah? How taking we personal leave, uh, just not handling certain issues. We don't know whether it is family related. We don't know whether it's rugby league related. The pressure that that um, that consumes him every day, Benny, about that role that he has and the paycheck that comes with it. Do you do you expect that that the reasonings behind it will? come out at some point or the club oh, will absolutely. try and keep this internal? No, no, absolutely. I yep. mean, this day and age with, with media, um, yeah. we always find out, and I say we because you know we work in the media now, but there will be someone that will find out the reason why he's had to take uh, some time just due, to, just due to personally not being able to handle whatever the issues they are. Now, there are going to be many people that are going to, that are going to come from the bleachers and say, well, you're earning a million dollars a year, mm. and you're the one that accepted that million dollars a year. Well, the club offered him the million dollars a year, so of course you're going to take it. Um, and with that comes added pressure. And when you are not able to sustain consistent form, um, obviously the the pressures that come with it with the jersey number that he wears. So, um, you know, Benny, everyone's got to tread carefully. Um, of course. But... Yeah. But... Um, you know, I, I think, I think with Ash Taylor, he's got to make a big decision. If mm. this is rugby league related and the pressures that come with it, he's either I think either got to tear up his current contract and take one that is has got a fee that is not going to come with the added pressure and not want to be that player that is the expected leader of, or it probably needs to go to England where there's probably less. Less scrutiny than what there is in the NRL. Moving aside from Ash, you, you've got a lot of close links with the Gold Coast Titans. Obviously, you reside around that region, that part of the world, so you would hear a lot of things coming in and out of the club. Do you get the impression that the tail's wagging the dog at the Gold Coast Titans a little bit, that there are maybe a couple of individuals or figures within the club yeah, that are, are overly dominant and, and they're not all pushing in the same direction? Yeah, and I, it, I don't think it's anything to... It, it is the fault of, of executive management, and, and coaching staff, but not entirely their fault as well because sometimes you've got these coaching philosophies, Benny, and you live and breathe by your philosophies mm. and, and you try not to change and alter your philosophies, your beliefs around how you want to coach a rugby league team. And there's so much that goes around coaching. It's not just tactics. It's about you've got to be a counsellor and you, you've, you know, you've also got to be a, um, a mentor and you've got to be a friend sometimes. Yep. And trying to find that the right balance amongst all those areas is really difficult. In this day and age, it's even harder because you've got players who are a little bit uh, more precious mm-hmm. as well. Um, and individually, you've got to treat you know, different groups of players completely different to others. And it is, it's a really tough game. That's why you need so many assistant coaches these yeah. days as well to be able to, to be able to take on a, a lot of those, um, a lot of those, tasks and duties. All right, we'll watch that one with a little bit of interest. Uh, A few of the tidbits happening in league circles through the week, of course, again, as we said, a week that has been very much dominated by Origin. It's time for the Friday Night NRL Preview. 
Get Shoreys. And uh, what have we got in store tonight? Well, we've got two big games, but of course our focus is going to be firmly here on the Tigers and the Raiders at the beautiful Bank West Stadium. It's a battle of 10th versus 5th. The Tigers with a 5-6 and six record. Uh, the Raiders have played the extra game, of course, 7-5. Yep. and five. Talk about players that... Uh, well, it's quite fascinating, the sliding doors that we get presented with in sport and, and league is no different. Moses Mbai, who uh, obviously made his origin debut, looked very impressive, I thought, on Wednesday very night. Good. yeah. Um, you were hearing a little story that he was on the verge of maybe even being dropped from his club side just a week out from origin. He's the captain of the Tigers. Mm. How does that happen? Yeah, I heard this a couple of weeks ago. Before the round 11 clash against the Rabbits, and um, we saw him on Magic Weekend round in round nine. He absolutely decimated Penrith Panthers on that night. And then two weeks later, looking as though he's not going to be part of Michael Maguire's plans or starting plans, coming off the bench and playing that role that he did with State of Origin, fullback, halves, hooker, whatever it may be. With Josh Reynolds now out for an extended period of time, um, Mbai was going to be that, that utility. And being the captain, and then again, do you look, was he made captain by the coach or was the playing group the, the group that decided that they wanted him as captain, so therefore it's taken out of the coach's hands? I don't see Michael Maguire being that coach that allows the players to make all the decisions wholly and solely. So this is an interesting one to know that, one, he was going to be picked on the bench at best yeah, um, in round 11, and then the following week to be picked or to pull out of that game injured and then to be picked at that Monday on in Origin is um, it's unprecedented mm, to be quite honest. Different. I haven't seen it for a lot. It used to happen a fair bit in the eighties when players would get picked from from reserve grade or yep. um, or get picked from the country, mm. weren't even playing in the Sydney or Brisbane competition. So it's going to be interesting how this one plays out. Also moving forward and what role he plays with the Tigers. I love Moses Mbai. Off the field, he's a, the most charming rugby league player you'll probably ever meet. He's so respectful. Mm. Um, but on the field, he offers so much in so many in so many positions, and I don't know. Does that automatically make him a utility? I I, I yeah. don't think so. I think he's I think his position is either at number nine, moving forward with Robbie retiring, mm. or number one. How uh, how good is it to see the name C Lawrence named back with the Tigers on an extended bench? We know about his story coming back from some severe facial injuries that he suffered in a training mishap yeah, in the preseason. In yeah, we, we caught up with him uh, on a different show a couple of weeks ago when he was on the verge, but he's obviously decided, and as you would with any sort of injury of that nature, to just uh, bide his time. But uh, we know he'll offer plenty, not just from his ability, but also that emotional point of view that the teammates will just love having him back oh, out well, there on the Oh, it's inspiring as well. You yeah. know, his facial injuries, and you hear about the surgery that had to happen where they basically had to peel his face off. Car crash like those. Yeah. You only see that in, in bad motor vehicle accidents. Piecing yeah. it back together, jigsaw puzzle by yeah. jigsaw puzzle. You know, it's quite horrifying to think that he's actually going to come back and play. He's got a face full of scaffolding, he was <laughs> telling us on there pretty much, just to hold it all together. Exactly, yeah. yeah his biggest, and we'll know very soon when the team gets announced whether he's actually in that final 17, and we hope he is. I mean, apparently he was right to go a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's good that he's been able to um, leave that another couple of weeks just to be make sure. Now, one thing that he'll be really apprehensive about is obviously copying any sort of contact on that. That first tackle will be his head. the test. Yep. My only advice to Chris Lawrence would be is to go into the first tackle as humanly hard as you possibly can yeah, yeah, yep. or run as possibly hard as you can into mm. the teeth of the defence. And you'll know because, you know what, if it's going to go again, it's going to go again. So yep. you may as well do it straight yeah, away. Exactly. So Don't delay it. He's got to, he's got to find out yep. straight away. I, I, 
Benny, I think I told you this story really quickly uh, once before. My dad broke his jaw in the 1970 grand final. He didn't break it. He smashed it yeah, in, no. in four places. Yep. And the first game back in 1971 uh, was against Manly. And the great back row, Terry Randall, had long hair. And as his dad, being the dirty player that he was, he tackled him <laughs> and he grabbed a handful of his hair as he dragged him up off the ground. Yeah. You know, as he got Randall off the ground to try and play the ball. And uh, Randall just massive uppercut and hit him right on the end of the chin. Mm-hmm. And for a split second, Dad thought, I'm gone. My jaw's gone again. I can't yep. believe I've done this. Yep. He said, but then he clinched down on his teeth. He went, oh, my God. It's all there. He said it's the best thing that ever happened to him. So <laughs> Good on you, Terry. Chris Lawrence, yeah. I'm not saying get punched on, no, the, no, 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 on no. the chin, but no. just yeah, go in 100%. No, I think those tactics are well gone and probably for good reason. Uh, the Raiders, uh, they were one of the sides, one of the eight sides who played last week. The Tigers coming off the bias. You'd expect they'll be a little fresher. Uh, Nick Kotrick, he uh, went down late on yeah. Wednesday night. Uh, have we heard any updates? Well, he, he, so continued he, w- playing. Play. he continued playing, but he didn't look as fluent no. as what Nick Kotrick usually is because he's got that quick leg speed and he changes yeah. direction on a dime. I'm not. He, Canberra are saying that he will play. Yeah. Whiten didn't get that much time. He'll he'll back up. Yep. But um, expecting Kotrick not to play. Everyone thought it was knee, but structurally, apparently, it's really good. It's they don't know whether it's more the right up the tip of the calf muscle where it sits in behind the knee. Okay. Or it might be cartilage. Yeah. If it's cartilage, you'd be able to play. If it's yeah. If it's calf, yeah, maybe won't risk, not. You won't be risking that. Yeah. Hey, um, this is a different type of an injury, but uh, Robbie Farrow, he might suffer a little jet lag tonight. Of course, he's well, coming back we'll from... educate the listeners. Yeah, so Robbie Farrow being, a, like myself, a, a, a rabid, I think we're all rabid, Liverpool fan, um, he... He obviously didn't have to play like the Tigers yep. last week. And uh, as luck would have it, he uh, built a relationship with Steven Gerrard when Liverpool were out uh, on a recent tour. Absolutely. You know, just to, to be in the same room as that man <laughs> would be a dream come true. And um, he basically threw a text out to Stevie G after Liverpool had qualified for the final and said, oh, uh, look, I've got a couple of mates that are looking for tickets. If you hear of any, let me know. If to you his, hear of yeah, any. To, which is kind of a polite way of saying, hey, mate, just quietly, yeah. I'm asking you for him, but I don't want to do it directly. But to his amazement, Stephen Gerrard wrote back to him and said, leave it with me, I'll get it sorted. And sure enough, he did. He found him a couple of, and these are like hen's teeth, these things, like seven or 8,000 pounds each to go to this uh, this final that took place last weekend. So with it's the week off. saying he got it free or Robbie's on a lot of money? I'd say yeah. maybe it could have been both, yeah. So look, uh, Robbie asked Madge, permission to go and he said look as long as you follow all the rehab protocols and your recoveries and that so he went over and watched the game great would have great occasion liverpool winning he was a part of that but he's had to fly back on he's a professional he'll so, be he'll be fine there won't be any issues so the, the game was played on sunday morning here yeah yeah so and you would have thought he would have got on a plane maybe sunday night well, here depends how hard he went on the, uh, on, the on the celebrations perhaps coming f- on that leg, you would have had to come through Dubai or Singapore. And you pretty much lose at least three quarters of a day coming yep. back this way. Yeah, and it would take you at least two to three days to recover. You'll be he's, fine. He's the ultimate professional. Exactly. I do know that yeah. with with Robbie, and I love it that Michael Maguire has given that opportunity oh, yeah. to go and experience yeah. that because he is a seasoned campaigner. He knows how his body better than anyone. He would have followed the rehab protocols, but then he would have blown it by drinking that much stout on <laughs> yeah, Sunday exactly, after the game. I'm oh, not no sure. doubt. Whether the well, rehab would have worked. In Madrid, yeah, it would have been a few litres of sangria and uh, and God knows what else. But uh, what a great he's, moment. And he, he, he will play tonight, but he's about oh, yeah. seven kilos heavier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, the 
podgy bloke running around there. That's the one you'll know, Robbie Farah. Uh, probably still with a Liverpool. He's probably got a big Liverpool tattoo somewhere. In fact, he already has one under his rib cage. Yeah, he'll never walk alone. So uh, well done to Robbie and good luck to him tonight. Now, just as a little pointer for those playing along at home, uh, if you're looking at overs and unders for this game, well, I'd be looking at overs. The Raiders, oh, they like to put a bit of a score on uh, on the Tigers. The last three times they've played through 2018 and 17, the Canberra Raiders have they've they've won one game 22-20. The other two games they've, last year they've won convincingly. Yeah. Last year at Campbelltown, yeah, they they put 48 past the Some Tigers that night. Yeah. And they've funnily enough, I picked the Tigers to win this game. And I'm saying on air right now, <laughs> so you can take yeah. it back and tell our mate Gary Belcher. I'm Absolutely. changing it to the Raiders. Okay. Because I looked at their lineup, and even though Kotrick may not play. They've still got a really, really good lineup. Yeah, and all those um, poms they've got on, on yeah, board. Yeah, and Bateman it? coming back, who's been probably the buyer of the century. Um, yeah, yeah, they're 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 running uh, pretty pretty well at the moment. The Raiders. All right, so that's our Friday night preview. Big game, tenth versus fifth, hugely important for the Tigers just to square the ledger back up at six and six. And for Canberra, they just want to keep their little winning run going. They're seven and five and going quite nicely. This is off the bench. More to come after this for Kubota Diesel Generators powering Australia. You're listening to Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators for serious backup power. This is Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators for serious backup power. Uh, we love the work of Kubota. They are powering Australia. Benny Jones, Scotty Sattler, great to have your company. Uh, plenty of shows still ahead where uh, we'll get Sats to nominate a Makita Power player. We'll get his tips for the remainder of round 13 as well and find out what he's looking forward to this weekend. A Battle of the Bush preview and plenty more. But right now, time for... Let's go with our Thursday night NRL review. Which we're going to shift slightly uh, back to a Wednesday night because, of course, no Thursday night club fixtures. It was all eyes on Suncorp Stadium Wednesday night, just about a packed house. I think I saw maybe one or two empty seats. They did rock up late, and if you're a Queensland fan, it's a good thing you did because you witnessed one of the all-time great origin performances and certainly a game that had a stack of talking points. 18-14 Queensland over New South Wales. A 1-0 series lead to Kevy Walters' men. Before we get the thoughts of Scotty Sattler, for Mrs. Max, Blues or Maroons, Mrs. Max wins. Let's have a listen. There were three calls provided by the NRL Nation call team on Wednesday. We're going to go with the neutral one just to keep everyone happy. But here were some of the highlights. They got 10 of these out now. They send it across to Morgan. They look to have the overlap. Morgan gets it to Corey Oates. And he is a specialist at Suncorp Stadium. Corey Oates dives in the corner. They'll check all the action out. But he says, no try the referee. New South Wales on the last. They're five metres out. Cook puts a little grubber in. Kick through. Munster bats it. It tries to ground it in goal. New South Wales through Tyson Frizzell claiming the try. But once again, a team dodges a bullet. This time, it's the men in maroon. Left to right goes Cleary, who dummies finds Tedesco. Stepping goes Tedesco. Got away from one now to Morris. And Morris, of all people, the comeback man. Nobody had Morris in the New South Wales side. And Josh Morris goes back infield to Daly Chair Evans. Puts a little rubbery kick through, aiming for the pad. It came off the pad. And of all people diving upon it, Dylan Nark will score a try for Queensland. It was a terrific kick for Daly Cherry Evans. They want to check this out, the boys. Wow. No try. No try. No try for Dylan Napa. He's 25 metres out. A pass to Chambers. Adokar coming again. 
flicks the ball back in field, but he makes a mistake. Cody Walker runs it over the dead ball line, but not before error from Queensland. But once again, Chambers has had a chance. But Josh Adokar with Tedesco, a massive play in the first half. Hunt goes away now to Munster. Kafusi set play to Ponga. Ponga cut out ball. They got it away this time to Oates. And this time Oates dives over in the corner and plays the ball down. He kept his feet away from the sideline. This time I'm sure Terry Campisi. That's a try, that one. The Queensland grubbering kick coming through. Oh, they made a play at him. I think they'll check this out for Gillett. They made a play at him. They'll check for a possible penalty try. I think this is going to be a penalty try. This is scary watching it. It'll be no try. Latrell Mitchell set for 10. Well, he's shaking his head, but it won't change the result. He got the ball to Adokar. No, it's an intercept to Gagai. Gagai's over the 30. They're chasing across. Cody Walker's chasing. Here comes that box, Adokar. But Gagai's got 20 metres to go. And Gagai, that's the play of the day, scores the try. Another origin try for Dane Gagai. He's gone the distance. And Gagai runs the length. And for the first time in the match, Queensland take the lead, 13 minutes remaining. Here comes Ponga, cut out ball, Carlin Ponga sends it to Gagai, and Gagai gets a second. Queensland are going to do it, you think. Pass came away from Kalen Ponga. He scores in the corner. Walker flat pass away to Murray. Murray finds Jake Trevojevic, who scores under the post. New South Wales have a pulse. Five minutes remaining. It'll go into touch, and Queensland, Queensland have won the first game in origin. 2019, 18 points to 14. So there you go. Uh, it was 18-14 in the end. 8-0 at halftime, Sats. And I've got to ask you, take off your Queensland hat here yep. if you possibly can at halftime. And the boys go into the sheds. What are your thoughts? What are you thinking? The way the game was unfolding, you got the impression that 8-0 possibly flattered New South Wales a touch? Oh, It did, but... Again, 8 nil is enough to hold on to an origin. Yeah. But in saying that, Benny, I actually said in commentary that um, I felt as though the amount of opportunities that Queensland have, you don't have that many opportunities in, in origin. And when you do, you've got to take them. And they had four opportunities, squandered those four opportunities. And I said just before going into halftime, I remember saying to our co-commentator, Brent Tate, saying, I think that may deflate Queensland, the opportunities that they've had. Yeah. And they haven't come up with points. And New and, South Wales almost played an impeccable first half. Well, they did. They made a mistake in the last that's set right. of their last set of the of the first half. Yeah. Now, now, Queensland, I thought, dominated the first 10, 12 minutes. They were physical. Mm. But then New South Wales, they just withstood the pressure. It was they, like a sucker punch, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, they yeah. Just, and then they took the crowd out of the equation. Then they went bang, bang. Penalty goal. Try. 8-0. All of a sudden, we got that breathing space. More than one try. But there were so many turning points in the game. I just want to go through a few of those yeah, turning sure. points. Uh, Tedesco, I thought he was offside when they put the grubber through. Munster knocks the ball on in goal, restart, and they score the try to Morris. That Josh Morris, set of six. Yeah. I thought that was a big play. I yep. can't believe no one's really spoken about it. <laughs> uh, Chambers, no pass to Gagoy when Munster goes through um, and, uh, and gives it to... Will Chambers, and then he just had to hand the ball on to Gagai. Yeah. Gagai scores his first try, even though he scored a double for the night. Cleary in the first half gave up a seven-tackle set, really let, took the pressure off Queensland. They could have probably gone 14 points ahead. Tedesco's dropped ball from the kick return, unheard of. You never mm. see James mm. Tedesco do that. The Dane Gagai intercept which is an intercept and a play that we're probably going to hear about for many, many years at yeah, Origin. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, Moses Zumbai tackle 
on Nathan Cleary right at the death when Cleary looked like he was going to score and Moses Mboy come across and jolted the ball free as a huge tackle and a big moment. But I suppose one of the biggest talking points is David Clem was the best player on the field for 55 minutes. We didn't see him for the rest of the game. Yep. I think that's I think that's a decision that Tactical if Freddie and Brandy would have could have that back again, I think they would make a different decision. You mentioned Will Chambers and he came under a lot of criticism last year and, and Latrell Mitchell, let's be brutally honest, just, just dominated him uh, right throughout that series. Yeah. They've been both pretty public in the build up to the twenty nineteen campaign suggesting that you know, they know that uh, their performances will will dictate a lot about how their sides respectively will go and there was a bit of an issue with Latrell Mitchell in the build-up to this game, uh, a little scandal that uh, I know that New South Wales were, were quick to try and water down. But did you feel as though he was affected? And in part with that, Absolutely. the performance of Will Chambers yeah. came up with some big tackles, some big plays, even though he did make that early error. Uh, he, he won back a few points. I yeah, reckon. the accusations that, that, that we knew that were just simmering underneath the surface, that there was something that that was going to develop over the coming days leading into Origin, and, and it may involve Latrell Mitchell, whatever it may be. Whether it is or isn't, it, it has played a, a big part on yeah. on his headspace uh, emotionally leading into that game. You could see that Latrell Mitchell's he wanted to be anywhere else than on Suncorp Stadium on Wednesday night. Uh, the first involvement that he had where a ball went to him was on the fifth tackle, but they had a bit of an overlap. They could have He could have tried to ask a few questions. He just kicked the ball back in field, and uh, he didn't want to get involved at all, and, and that gave Will, Will Chambers the opportunity to, mm. to physically get over the top of Luttrell. Um, he has, from all accounts, after Origin, has gone back to Taree with his family and been given leave by the Roosters. Okay. So you'd think that he won't play this weekend. Um, it is concerning for Luttrell, um, and I suppose, but you know, he, he had a lot of he had a lot of partners on that night as well in relation to players that that didn't turn up. Um, the biggest concern for Queensland is that I thought New South Wales played at about a seven out of ten, seven and a half. Yeah, they've got a lot of improvement. Yeah. Where yeah. I, I thought Queensland, even though they squandered a lot of opportunities, they created a lot of, of, of opportunities, which I believe I think they played. They played at about eight and a half and a nine. I think you, I think you make a good point there, Sats. But I'd counter that by also saying that even though they have improvement left in them, now what New South Wales have, which they wouldn't have expected coming into game two, is all the pressure in the world. It's, oh, it's yeah. do or die. We heard Boyd Cordner speak after the game. He said, "Look, this sucks, and we know that come Perth, we we just have to win. There's no two ways about it." So whether they've got the improvement, I think that's unquestionable. We know they can play better, but the burden of now coming into this series as red-hot favourites. We know Queenslanders love the underdog tag, but put that to one side. Now they've got a front up in Perth. Neutral venue. It'll be an unknown for everyone. But that's the best part about it. It's an unknown venue. And yeah. so, yeah, you do go with a little bit more baggage on your shoulders yep. when you go to the neutral venue. But the saving grace is that Queensland doesn't know the, the surroundings either. So basically it comes down to... I think it brings it to more of a level playing field, It comes field, down to it? individual yeah. efforts. Yep. So which individual at every given time uh, wants to take advantage? So uh, the biggest question is, will Freddie blink and start making changes? I, yeah. don't, I don't think he will. I, I think the only change he may make is if Mitchell Pearce over the next couple of weeks, brains them. Yep. He may make him the seven, but I think he'll keep Cody Walker at six. You talk about individual moments in games, and we've spoken about Latrell Mitchell, and it's funny how football works in that he, he was poor, but there was a moment with maybe two and a half, three minutes left on the clock where he was absolutely busting up the left-hand side. He was motoring, and he was going at typical Latrell Mitchell mm. speed. He's got one man to beat. 
And it's the fullback, Kalen Ponga, who comes across. Now, Kalen didn't execute the world's most textbook tackle, but what he did was enough to stop the momentum of Mitchell, allow his teammates to come in and stop what would have been a certain try. We can sit here and wax lyrical about Kalen Ponga, his step and his ability to find space and bring other teammates into it and score incredible solo tries. Moments like that were the making of the man. And you, you heard a story through the week from Petro Sivanaseva yeah. about how this kid, he's not a kid anymore. He, he's become an origin leader. No, you again, Benny, I've been really apprehensive about sitting back and giving, you know, waxing too lyrical about Kalen because I just thought he still had so much to learn in the game. But it's now getting to the point he makes where it impossible. he's just doing things now <laughs> that we just have to sit back and marvel at. Yeah. That we've, fortunately, in the game of rugby league, we've got this young kid that is just mesmerising everyone. And he's become, when Benji Marshall hit the scene at 18-9, and he just became all the kids' favourite. Now yeah. it's now yeah. it's Kalen Ponga yeah. sort of following that same pathway. and. Yeah, that, that big play that you're talking about where he, he just stopped him in his tracks and allowed others to come and clean him up sort of probably dates back to his upbringing. Mm. He's, from all accounts, he's had a, a, a great upbringing but also one that's always been about making the really tough decisions. Yep. Um, yeah, Petro Sivanaseva told a really good story about how they finished a ball work session, they did a move, it didn't work out properly, they all came into a group to talk about it and, and reassess it, and there were a couple of other senior players, Will Chambers and, and co, who weren't being disrespectful, they were just talking about no, their just involvement having their in two the cents worth. Yep. and Paley and Kalen said, Hoey, I'm talking, I want everyone's attention, listen to me, this is what I want, this is what I want to get, if yep. I don't get it. Playing, Petro, his, playing his second origin second game. Second origin game. Yep. Petro's played 45 tests for Australia, 33 origins, <laughs> sat back and went, oh, okay. wow, the, uh, there's yep. the making of a man right there. But, and we're doing it for Mrs. Max. If uh, you've been feeding hungry Australians like they have for over 65 years, you know if it's not a Mrs. Max, you take it back. But that is our Wednesday night review done and dusted on Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. And that, of course, again, thanks to Mrs. Max. We'll take a quick break. Sats is going to nominate, in fact, I might throw one in as well, a Makita Power Player. That's next, right here on Off the Bench. This is Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, powering Australia. Time to nominate our Makita Power Player for Makita's cordless power garden range, the landscaper's choice. It sure is, and it'll help you power through the toughest of jobs, their power garden tools, Makita, when power means a business. I'll chip one in shortly, but uh, a player who's actually bowing out. Uh, Sats, you want to nominate for our power play this week? Yeah, power play. This is a selfless act. And Timmy Grant, who's played two Origins for New South Wales, 196, I think, NRL games for mm. the Tigers and and Penrith um, South as well, but uh, so he, he suffered a pec injury, tore his pec last week um, for the Penrith Panthers and um, against the who they play last week. I'll think about that in a sec. They beat Manly. Um, so there's a young player called Mitch Kenny who's not in the top thirty for the Panthers, and because of the rule says that he's not in the top thirty, and now Penrith are starting to get some of the injuries back in his position. Yep. He's not allowed to be picked for first. He's got to go back out. Yeah. Yep. So Tim Grant has personally terminated his own contract. He's Mm. not retiring from the game. He's just saying, I'm terminating my contract now because this kid deserves to play NRL. So now because he's done that, they're allowed to bring another player in. It looks as though that Mitch Kenny will be the player they'll bring in. So it's just, it's a selfless act from one of rugby league's real gentlemen for those who've never, Mm. you try and, you get a perception of someone from the outside looking in when you watch them play. 
this guy is one of the true good guys off the field. A sacrificial act for the benefit of the yeah. club that he's got a lot mm. of love for. I think it's a wonderful nomination. So good on you, Tim. And yeah, like you said, hopefully not the last we've seen of him at, uh, at this level, but he's done the right thing by the Panthers in the meantime. I want to nominate uh, Nathan Coulter-Nile, mm. uh, a little bit left field, but of course uh, the World Cup, well and truly underway. Australia, two from two. They had some nervous moments, though, against the West Indies on Thursday night. 15, uh, 15 runs. 15 yeah. runs in the end, but at one stage, five for 80-odd and... It was Nathan Coulter-Niles' innings, uh, which really saved the day for uh, for Australia because, like I said, they were in all sorts of strife. Uh, Steve Smith also chipped in, it must be said, and played a, a wonderful knock as well. But Nathan Coulter-Niles is probably the last player picked in this game, um, but he came up good with the bat, and then it was Mitch Stark who delivered with the ball. So I just wanted to give him a quick nomination too because it's going to take uh, contributors from, well, Basically, all players yeah. along that uh, along that journey. It's a long tournament, nine games they've got to play, and as we've seen already, plenty of upsets. So if you're uh, off by five or ten percent, like any adage in sport, you're going to get beaten by uh, by another side on the day. There's no doubt about it. Makita's Cordless Power Garden Range, the world's largest range with over 200 tools on the one battery. Before we get Sats round 13 tips and what he's looking forward to this weekend on Off the Bench, it's time to get ourselves a Battle of the Bush preview. Let's talk racing and the Battle of the Bush. Join the battle at the Racing Queensland website. Oh, we are getting to the pointy end of this fascinating Battle of the Bush for 2019. And you can follow the entirety of the series and the big final itself in a few weeks' time at racingqueensland.com.au. Battle of the Bush Ambassador Rob Luck joins us on the show again. And uh, a couple of heats still to attend to. Uh, One in particular uh, this weekend, Rob, that I know you're super excited about. Yeah, we're in the home straight, Benny, of the Battle of the Bush Heats, and the uh, Battle of the Bush Heat at Bar Calden is an absolute beauty. There are 17 acceptances, 12 final uh, runners can go in, five uh, emergencies. Oh, but what a heat we've got in our, on our hands here because you've not only got a winner like Kaka Kenny from the Longreach Heat backing up after another win also at Aramac, you've got Bush Caviar that ran second to Fab's Cowboy in the Cunnamulla Heat. You've got Craig Smith bringing in a really good mare called Roy Rowe with uh, Dale Evans, provincial standard jockey on board, uh, coming out to attack this heat and find its way into the field. As well, you've got place getters such as Avoid the Misses and Chief Advocate uh, coming into the race. And newcomers like Hanover Square, there's a couple of these coming from other regions coming into this final. Now, the barrier draws are going to play a big role, I think, in this final Mm. because some of these horses, Roy Rowe, drawn wide as is heroism menacing Hanover Square they're all drawn wide uh, Bush Caviar's got to carry 64 and a half but he's got a, a strong heavyweight jockey and Paul Hamblin on board it's going to play down to barriers I think Benny and horses like uh, Kaka Kenny Bush Caviar I think will be right in this as well as avoid the misses I think a big <laughs> chance to uh, finally get a place in the final. So I think it's barriers, and 1,200 metres will test some of these horses as well. Look for those horses that have got the form over the journey. But it really is a top-class field on the only grass track west of the Great Divide in Queensland. Yeah, brilliant stuff, Rob. Hey, I know that weather intervened somewhat last weekend with one particular heat, but uh, all's well because on Tuesday, I think this one's going to be uh, uh, run in Cairns. Is that right? That's correct. Run at Cairns uh, so that we don't lose a Battle of the Bush qualifier. Uh, and again, a couple of trainers, stable, or a couple of stables here, I think, hold the key. Renee Chalens, two runners, exceedingly cool, and Little Striker coming off a fourth out of Stella Knight's heat at Bowen. Uh, as well as Nippy Seymour has Kahuna that came out of that same heat behind Stella Knight. 
And Janelle Ryan, always got to respect this stable. She has How Can I Help that I'd probably prefer over a longer journey, but what a great jockey on board in Robert Thompson. And then again, you can throw in uh, Bonnie Thompson riding so well on a probably a lower-rated horse in Banshee Jet. But mm. keep an eye out, I think, there for Chelsea Jockey riding for Nippy Seymour on a horse called Kahuna and with the Janelle Ryan and Renee Shalene stable uh, with strong chances. You're listening to Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators for serious backup power. Let's see who the lads like this weekend. It's Badge and Sats NRL Tips. Yeah, welcome back to Off The Bench. Kubota Diesel Generators, they're providing reliable, constant backup power you need when you need it. And just a quick note too, if you're missing Hutchie and Pickers on Off The Bench, you can listen to their podcast uh, and uh, listen to Off The Record, one of the very funny segments as part of Off The Bench, and it's all brought to you thanks to Choices Flooring. Choices Flooring's Inspiring Choices 2019 magazine is out now. Good to see it was a return to form for me last weekend. Uh, what did Well, I know we only had the four games. I got two, both you and Badge with three apiece. So you have closed the gap in recent weeks. Badge got a little bit ahead of himself, I think, and that uh, that one that he uh, collected in round 11 is going to come back to haunt him, I fear. Let's go through what's left of the weekend, and let's start with the Warriors and the Storm at Mount Smart. This is the time the Warriors come into their own, generally, isn't it? Sats, origin time? Usually, there's no players backing up, uh, and also uh, fresh off... Um well, no, no, no disruptions to preparations with yeah. players being away, injuries, whatever it may be. So, but yeah, they're playing against the Melbourne Storm, who Cameron Smith hasn't played Origin, and when you've got the number nine, the best player in the world, who's just coming back from um, no interruptions whatsoever, I, I think the Storm still might have have a little bit too much. All right, Sharks and the Eels at uh, Points Bet Stadium. Yeah, Sharks. Park. Well, Sean Johnson and Wade Graham named. We don't know where they're going to play, but if they do, the Sharks side starts getting back to a uh, true premiership threat. Cowboys, who uh, did it tough against the Titans last week, got the win, but they uh, back at home at one three hundred yeah. smiles against the Sweet Eagles. Struggled to score points last week, didn't mm. they? But they were desperate in a couple of areas, which I really like. That's. More so than the tries, just some of the efforts is what impressed me. So I think the Cowboys may have a little bit too much for the Eels. Two yeah. games Sunday, Scotland, to wrap up round 13. We start with the all-Queensland clash, the Broncos, yeah, Broncos and the Broncos, um, Titans. Michael Gordon out, blood clot, apparently. And also, we know Ash Taylor's taken that uh, yeah. personal leave, so he won't play. So I'm going to take Broncos. Not quite wrapping up the weekend, but on Sunday evening, Panthers and the Roosters at Panthers Stadium. I'm going to take the Roosters um, just because I, I just feel a few of their players will be will be hurting. Um and want to be able to, Angus Crichton, for example, he'll be a player that'll, yeah. that'll want to um, prove to Freddie Fittler that he deserves to play in game two. Uh, Latrell Mitchell not expected to play, and Boyd Cordner not expected to play either, mm. just due to that um, due to that ankle injury. All right, and finally, Queen's birthday Monday. Uh, good luck to those of you who get to enjoy the public holiday. We've got the Bulldogs and the Dragons at ANZ. Yeah. Form line of these two is um, good. Not good luck picking a winner. Here. Exactly. Uh, just on that Roosters game, Cooper Cronk back, but uh, yes. the Dragons, yeah, just. If they find their mojo early, they can score a lot of points, whereas if the Bulldogs find their mojo early, they still struggle to score consistent points. So I'm going to take the Dragons based on points. All right, that's what's left in round 13. Before we wrap up, uh, thanks to Kubota, who uh, I must say on Wednesday evening, I uh, caught up with a number of representatives uh, across the country uh, from Kubota. Had a great night with uh, Jarrell Yao Yi and also Matty Rogers, your great friend, Matty Rogers, who can tell a story or two. He's had a fair life, Can I say to you and the listeners out there, if you're ever having to want to organise a sportsman's luncheon function, whatever it may be, do yourself a favour 
and try and get Matty Rogers yep. to be one of your guest speakers. Yeah. He has some of the great stories, not only from growing up as the son of one of the, the Prince of Centres in Steve Rogers, his Origin days, yep. his Sharks days, his Australian days, his cross-code to Rugby Union, Wallabies, his meeting of the Queen. World Cups. Uh, World Cups, Bledisloe's. Uh, going on Survivor, going on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, yeah. It is honestly, it, it's one of the best chats you'll ever hear yeah. from a sportsman. He's uh, he's a, he's great entertainment. He is a beauty. There's no doubt about it. What are you looking forward to this weekend, Sats? Uh, I'm looking forward to um, seeing how much the origin has really affected the regular season. I, I think we keep coming up with this argument about standalone state of origins, how we can shorten the regular season comp to mm. about 18 mm-hmm. or 19 games and have standalone origins and then all the other rugby league games around it, the, you know, the women's state of origins, the Pacific tests, the under-20s, the 18 state of origins. There's a lot of content that can go around that yep. um, because I'm just looking at the team list this week and we still don't know who's going to run out and what effect it's going to have mm. on the competition. For me, Queen's birthday, uh, fight MND, the, uh, the big freeze at the MCG, there'll be a, a whole bunch of... Uh, well-known sporting identities go down the big slide at the MCG in front of probably close to 75,000, 80,000. Obviously, my side, Collingwood, are playing, which is another added benefit. But I see that they've brought in the very last slider. Cyril Rioli mm. is going to come from the Tiwi Islands, where it's about 45 degrees at the moment. He's going to slide down into the icy cold waters of the MCG. It's uh, obviously for a great cause. Neil Danaher, one of Australia's yeah, yeah. great individuals, and fighting uh, the beast that is MND. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, this has been Off the Bench for Kubota. Sats, it's been a massive week. Enjoy the well, the return to some normality with some club footy. And, uh, well, go you mighty Queenslanders, I suppose. 1-0. Can't wait. All right, mate. We'll catch you next See week. Ya. And we'll speak to you as well. Thanks to Kubota. This has been Off the Bench.